Welcome to the Anchor Church Podcast. To learn more about Anchor Church, go to www.anchorchurch.life. Today we celebrate Easter with a message entitled, Just As He Said. What I want to talk to you about today very, very simple is this, that, uh, that Jesus offers us hope, and there's hope in the resurrection, and there's hope that we can see in Christ, and, um, and when he came back to life, we see something special in scripture. Uh, but one thing I want to tell you that in this room today, I, I, uh, I can bet <laughs> um, that there is, the preacher just said he was betting, right? Um, <laughs> I bet that in this room, there are people that, that have something broken, that, that something's not great, where you feel maybe um, in my life, my finances are dead, right? Like my job situation is not what I want it to be. I made a bad decision in my career and I'm on the wrong journey. I'm on the wrong path. And it almost feels like my finances, my career is dead. Maybe you made a wrong decision in a relationship with a friend or a boyfriend, girlfriend, fiance, your husband, your wife, and you feel like, man, my, my relationship with people, my relationship with my spouse is dead. Maybe in a previous marriage, you feel like, man, it died and I'm, I'm trying to move on. Um, maybe you've gone through something like that. Maybe just in your relationship with your kids, you feel like, man, I, it is not where I want it to be. My relationship is, is dead. Maybe uh, your reputation. Maybe you've made a mistake and, and your reputation took a, took a hit and you feel like, you know, there's no coming back from this. I feel like my reputation is dead. I think that we all can say that there has been a time in our life where we've made a mistake. Anybody with me on that? I've made many, many, many mistakes. But what I want to be able to offer you today is to know that this is a place that is filled with imperfect people. If you look to your left and you look to your right, that person has made mistakes in their life. And for, for those of you that feel like something in my life is dead or I've made some mistakes and I don't feel like I can come back from that, or I don't know what to do, or this is really not the way that I planned it to happen, I want you to be able to be here today and hear this from me. Welcome home. Because this is a church filled with imperfect people that have things that are messed up, that are jacked up in their life. But the cool thing about it is that's what the point of the gospel is. And when we developed or when we started Anchor Church, one thing that I had was a vision for what I wanted to be able to communicate who we are as a church. And you see the anchor on the screen behind you, and it would, it would be a mistake for me to not to be able to share this with you today. But when we put this logo together, I, I wanted to communicate a couple simple, simple things. When you look at it, it is not perfect. There's some blemishes to it because every single one of us has blemishes. We've got some imperfections. We've messed up. We've made a mistake. In certain areas, we feel like we can't come back from something. It's just not perfect. So this logo has blemishes in it. It's not symmetrical. It's not perfect. I told them, listen, it's not perfect enough. I mean, it's not unperfect enough. You need to make it more unperfect. And so it's imperfect, just like we are, just like we are as a church. Just like when things don't go well here, like <laughs> we don't know how that Easter egg hunt's gonna go. So, you know, <laughs> Just remember that I said we're not perfect, all right? But we're an imperfect church filled with imperfect people. So you can look to the person next to you and realize, listen, hey, ain't nobody putting a show on. This is just who we are. But because of our imperfections, we recognize that we need a savior. Jesus came down to heaven. John three sixteen says that God sent his son 
because he loved us so much that he would perish, he would die for us, and that we would gain everlasting life because of Jesus. And Jesus died on the cross for us. On Good Friday, a couple days ago, many of you celebrated Good Friday because that's the anniversary of the day that Jesus died on the cross. That's when we recognize Jesus dying on the cross. And so in the middle of our logo, in the middle of our anchor, there is a cross representing the fact that Jesus died on that cross for our sins. Plain and simple, that a perfect savior comes to rescue imperfect people. So there's a cross. And what we're celebrating today is the resurrection, the empty tomb. So at the top of that anchor, I made sure that we had the symbol of an empty tomb. So you can look at the top of that, and there's kind of a little doorway there. There's no stone in front of it because Jesus walked out of an empty tomb three days after being crucified on the cross. So every single Sunday, what we like to say is every single Sunday, we hype the hope of a risen Savior. We celebrate the fact that Jesus is alive. And I'm telling you today that he's alive. And several thousand, I don't know, I don't have Google Maps, but several thousand miles away in my head, there is an empty tomb. There are two of them that they don't really know which one is Jesus, but they, there's two that are believed to be the empty tomb of Jesus. But there, are, there is an empty tomb on the other side of the world today that is empty because Jesus walked out of it. There's still not a stone rolled in front of it. There's still not a body inside there. There's nothing there because Jesus walked out three days after and was resurrected. And that's what we're celebrating today. And so what I wanna do is I wanna be able to take us into the scripture and paint the picture and tell the story of that morning, of that resurrection morning that we find in Matthew chapter 28. And if you wanna read along, I have my Bible up here. We have some scripture up on the screen as well. And I also put the scripture on our hub. Our hub is like our online app that you can tap into. It's different than our website. It's specifically for your, your, um, your pleasure today. I don't really know what to say about that. But anyway, it is www.anchorchurch.online. If you forget, it's right there on that uh, banner thing over there. But you can follow along. There's notes on there. The scripture that I'm reading is on there. Some things that we might not cover is gonna be there for you to take with you to be able to, to, um, to reread and go all over again throughout the rest of the week. But the resurrection morning is where I wanna go. Before we do that, I wanna pray. I just wanna pray for our time. I wanna pray for, for me to make it, make it um, uh, where God is, is welcome here and welcome in the words that I'm gonna say. So let's, let's just pray one more time. Father, thank you for the day and we thank you for your word. We thank you for what you did and we thank you for who you are, our perfect savior that came here to rescue the imperfect people. We thank you for the gospel. We thank you for the hope of, of just being able to put our trust and our faith in you and what you did for us. Lord, I, I pray right now that it would not be my words that are spoken, that it would be yours, that you would fill me up with the words that you need to be said today for the ears that need to hear it. And we thank you for every single person that is in this room today, Lord. I pray that you, I pray that you would bless this time and bless this word. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. I don't know if you got a coffee when you came in, but here's a little... Uh, Tip for you. Have a sip real quick before you, you read. I mean, hang on one second. All right, Matthew chapter 28. It says this. <clears throat> this is Matthew's account of what happened on the resurrection morning. After the Sabbath, as the first day of the week was dawning, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to view the tomb. Suddenly there was a violent earthquake because an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and approached the tomb. He rolled back the stone and was sitting on it. His appearance was like lightning and his robe was as white as snow and the guards were so shaken from fear of him that they, did, that they became like dead men. But the angel told the woman, don't be afraid, told the women, don't be afraid because I know 
You are looking for Jesus who is crucified. He is not here, for he has been resurrected, just as he said. Come and see the place where he lay, and then go quickly and tell the disciples that he is raised from the dead. I want to be able to paint this picture for you a little bit more and, and, and give you a little bit uh, of, of some of the context or some of the, the setting. I want you to be able to feel like you've, you've been there. So picture this, Jerusalem, 33 AD. Anybody Golden Girls fans? That was my shout out to Sophia, right? Anybody out there? I saw a Golden Girls shirt today. My, 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 my guy over here, he's, he's wearing a Golden Girls shirt. When he walked in, I was like, dude, I'm talking about Golden Girls today. It's one of my favorite shows. I don't know. Anybody like the Golden Girls? Any other guys? Right? I see. Hey, I'm with you. All right? I just lost a lot of cred from many of you. But that's okay. I rep my girls. So picture this. Jerusalem, 33 AD. Jesus died on the cross. He's on the cross. His last words are, tell Telestiae. It is finished. And he yields his spirit, and they take his body down, and they put him in a tomb. A tomb was borrowed. A guy offered it up and said, hey, listen, I could, I could put him in my tomb. So they put him there, and they rolled the stone in front. And then the Sabbath came. That was on a Friday. The Sabbath came Saturday. It was quiet. This is the lost day that we see in Scripture. There's not a whole lot here because it was the Sabbath. It was the day that was traditionally where they rested, and we noticed that um, nothing really happens on that day, but it was a sad day. It was a dark day. They call it like Dark Saturday. But then on Sunday morning, early, these ladies walk up. We have Mary Magdalene, the other Mary. There's another lady that's written about in Luke named Joanna, and some other ladies are mentioned as well. It's the, the OG Golden Girls, really is what it is. They're walking up to go put some spices on the body of Jesus because it was customary at the time um, for somebody of privilege or really just anybody, to, they want to respect. Uh, you don't want a, a stinky body. They, they wanted to, they wanted to, to, to um, make it you know, as, as nice as possible, I guess, right? So they go to put some oils and some spices to, to cover the stench, and they walk up, and they see that this stone has already been moved. It's been rolled away. And it was a shock to them. And they see the angel of the Lord there who had just descended down and they were, they were shocked. They didn't know what was going on. And he said, fear not. Listen, hey, it's not a problem. Jesus is not here. He's been resurrected. And there's four words that are so impactful, so important for us to be able to know today that this is really the only notes that you need to have, right? Just as he said. He has been resurrected. He is not here. Just as he said. Just as he said. So as you notice here that the, that the body is not here, you could go in and take a look. He's not here. Go and tell, go to Galilee because Jesus said he was gonna go to Galilee and tell all the other disciples that, the, that Jesus has been resurrected. And what I think is so awesome about this story is that these women, these faithful women were coming up to take care of Jesus's body, to, to put the spices and do the ointments or the ointments, yeah, the, um, the oils and different things. And the disciples, they, they were gone. Went fishing, you know, like guys do when they're sad. But they were gone. They weren't there. They weren't there that morning. And there are many accounts in Scripture. Matthew, Mark, and Luke all mention the fact that Jesus said, listen, guys, not once, but twice, I'm not going to be here. 
I'm going to die. They're gonna put me on a cross. I'm going to die. But the good news is, in three days, I'll be back. But for some reason, they, they just don't remember that. Scripture even tells us, and I think in, in Luke, that they were baffled by this, but they were confused, but they, they were too nervous or too scared to even ask what that meant. Right? Like Jesus was pretty clear because he said it twice. Like, hey, I'm gonna die. I'm gonna be back. Greatest April Fool, right? Hey, I'm back. Y'all thought I was dead. But he ain't there. I can say that because I, I grew up in a cow town. He ain't. He ain't there. Small, small town, LaBelle, Florida. Big ups to the LaBelle Cowboys. It's a third world city because they didn't have a Walmart. It's a real thing. You can look it up. It's a real label. <clears throat> but he wasn't there when they went to look for him. But just as he said, he was alive. He was resurrected. He came back. And he, wasn't, he didn't just linger around, he was gone. He went to go do the things that he said he was going to do. And the disciples weren't there. If it were me, I'd be like, well, he said he was gonna come back, so let me just go check and maybe he, you know, on the third day, like just, you know, I'm gonna go, see, I'm gonna fact check it and just see if he's gonna be there. But no, they were gone. But these ladies came up, nobody remembered that he was gonna say this. But just as he said, What's so important with these four words, just as he said, is this. When I played high school basketball, I should say I watched a lot of high school basketball from the bench. But I played high school basketball. My high school basketball coach um, would always tell us the story about how he coached Tracy McGrady in AAU, right? I'm like, okay, yeah. Because I grew up in a small town. There's like my, co- my basketball coach did not coach Tracy McGrady. Those of you that don't know, at the time he was at the time when I was in high school, he was a big basketball player, specifically with the Orlando Magic. And I didn't believe it. I said, "There's no way." And he kept telling us these stories about Tracy. I'm like, hey, he, "Like you coached him one game, probably." <laughs> well, one time we played in a, in a basketball tournament in Auburndale, which is where Tracy McGrady went to high school. We were there. And, um, and before the game, uh, my coach said, hey, Tracy's here. And I'm like, Tracy who? He's like, McGrady, you know, anyway. He said, Tracy's here, and, and um, you guys can go say hey to him before the game. He, want, he wants to say hey to you guys. So we walked over there, and sure enough, Tracy McGrady was there. He was sitting on the front row, and we're like, oh my goodness, he was telling the truth. We were blown away. But for me, all of a sudden, I got so much more, like, he had so much more cred in my, in my, in my, in my life. Like every single thing that he said, I believed. I was like, okay. Like all these stories that I heard about with Tracy McGrady growing up playing AAU, I believe now. Like I didn't believe, but now I believe. And that's exactly what happens when Jesus, when, when Jesus was resurrected and the angel said just as he said. That all these things that happened in two and a half years of Jesus's life and ministry on earth, all these things that the disciples witnessed that they were a part of, all the promises that Jesus made to the disciples, everything that was said to these guys and to the people around, the feeding of the 5,000, the people coming back to life, it wasn't new. Lazarus got raised up from the dead. Mary, who came to drop the spices on Jesus, his, her brother was one of the ones that was resurrected. She saw that happen. But everything that, all of a sudden, everything that happened in the past just dawned on it and just said, man, everything that Jesus was all about must be true because he said, just because, or just because he said what was gonna happen actually happened, I believe every single thing now. This was the monumental moment 
when it dawned on people that this was the real deal. Because nobody was there. Nobody was hanging out with their cameras, eating their popcorn like Michael Jackson, waiting for Jesus to walk out of the tomb. Nobody was there. These ladies came strolling up to be able to put spices on a dead body. They didn't believe it. But when, when he wasn't there, they were shocked. And it was this moment when they realized that every single thing that Jesus was about is true. It was the shift. It was major. And what I want you to know today, and I want you to understand that if you are going through life and you are going through something that is very, very difficult, where you feel like something is dead, you feel like something, feel it can't be resurrected, whether that, whether that be your relationship with your parents or with your spouse or with your, 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 your brother, your sister, or maybe you feel like your, your, your life, uh, the career choice is dead. What we can see in Easter is that, that Easter reminds us that God is not and does not shy away from dead things. He doesn't shy away from death. If your marriage is dead, your relationship with family and friends, or maybe um, your career choice or your career path, your reputation, here's what we see at Easter, that God still works, even on dead things. He still moves. And he's moving today. He still awakes and he still resurrects. And the promises that were made and fulfilled in scripture can tell you that. And say, listen, that was an old me, that was an old thing. I can put that to death and I can have new life in a new way. I wanna challenge you with that today. That whatever it is that you think, man, I messed up in my life and I feel like it's not where I wanna be, where I need to be or where it can be or whatever it is, you can find new life in Christ. Jesus says that you can take up your cross daily and follow him. That was the ultimate challenge to the disciples. Saying, listen, if you really want to follow me, you gotta give it up. Take up your cross and follow me. But that was like two years into this journey with them. When he first started with them, the very three words that he said to a lot of his disciples were come and see. They're like, hey, what are you all about? What are you, what are you doing? Where are you going? What's happening? And Jesus said, if you really want to know, come and see. It took two and a half, three years for Jesus to be able to tell his disciples, hey, come and see to come and die. Take up your cross and follow me. I'm gonna tell you today that it wasn't over when Jesus went into the tomb. It wasn't over because three days later he was resurrected. But it wasn't over when he walked out of the tomb as well. That was really just the beginning because we can have new life in him. We can have new life in the words that he says and the words that we can read about in scripture because we say that this is the living word, that it can teach us daily, that it can do some amazing things in our life if we actually read it and allow it to penetrate our life, to be able to be a part of who we are. Thank you for joining us today. 
Don't forget to subscribe to our channel for more messages like this one.